Welcome to Handful. Today is Friday, February 5th, and I'm your host, David Gibby. Today we're talking about tiny houses and how the downsizing trend has gone from being a novelty seen on HGTV shows to an increasingly popular solution for cities trying to address homelessness. To start discussing tiny houses as a homelessness solution, it's important that we have a basic understanding of what they are. Tiny houses are generally between 100 and 400 square feet, although there isn't a formal definition for their size. Tiny houses used for sheltering the homeless are typically on the lower end of this range and can fall below that 100 square foot mark. And they typically cost uh, about $21,000 to build. The fact that there isn't one singular definition for what a tiny house is means that a wide variety of structures fall under the tiny house umbrella, and not all tiny house projects are created equal. The idea of building villages of tiny houses has been around since about 2000, when Dignity Village was established in Portland, Oregon. Since then, the concept has steadily grown in popularity and spread to cities across the U.S. Characterized as a small and pioneering movement as recently as 2014, there are now about 115 tiny house projects, that are currently operational or planned to open in the near future across 48 states, with Wyoming and Rhode Island being the only exceptions. As the use of tiny houses as part of the efforts to shelter those experiencing homelessness becomes increasingly popular, it's important for us to really know what each project is proposing. As I mentioned earlier, not all tiny house projects are created equal, so simply building these units is not enough to have a positive impact. Instead, while I was writing my article, I found it useful to think about these five questions assembled by the U.S. Interagency Council on Homelessness. The first of these questions asks, will the tiny homes you are considering provide a home-like environment and meet housing quality standards? The purpose of this question is to determine whether the tiny houses being built are fully self-contained units that comply with local building codes and have all the amenities, like a full kitchen and bath that you'd expect in a rental unit, because many tiny houses rely on shared amenities or lack certain utilities, and many are not permanent structures, but rather are built on trailers or wheels. In my article, I looked at a St. Louis tiny house project that is being built on a former RV park. This site was chosen because it already had the infrastructure to support central amenities like shower, bathroom, and laundry facilities. The second question they pose is, do tiny homes provide a living environment that a potential resident would choose. Uh, To determine this, the Interagency Council on Homelessness recommends extensive consultations with the populations that the tiny homes would serve in order to determine if the accommodations meet their needs. One important consideration in this is to ask whether tiny home developments would lead the residents to being ostracized and separated from the broader community. The Minneapolis project I examined in my article, The Indoor Village, is located in the North Loop neighborhood of Minneapolis and is close to downtown, has good transit availability nearby, including light rail and bus options, and is near economic opportunities and jobs. The third question they ask is, what role will tiny homes play within your systemic efforts to end homelessness? Here they recommend that the role of tiny homes in this system must be clearly defined. Uh, While tiny homes might be appropriate for short-term emergency or bridge housing, you might find that they are not suitable for permanent housing. 
And here, both the St. Louis and Minneapolis projects have defined their tiny house villages as being purely transitional housing. To facilitate this transition, both projects have caseworkers and support staff attached to the project, and the tiny houses that are designed for this transitional living arrangement are paired with drug and mental health treatment, employment search assistance, and or housing search assistance. The fourth question the Interagency Council on Homelessness asks is, are tiny home developments the best use of financial and land resources? And so in considering this, tiny houses are inexpensive because they have a smaller footprint than single-family homes. However, they may not use land as efficiently as multi-unit residential buildings. Uh, to determine this, it's important to examine the economics of tiny houses, particularly square footage costs and the total number of housing opportunities created as compared to affordable multi-unit apartments or supportive housing developments. One tiny house project in L.A. ran into this issue recently. L.A., where everything is more expensive, ended up with 39 tiny house units costing $130,000 each as a result of over-engineering, unnecessary plans for the development of this project, and just very expensive land. The fifth question they ask is, how will the tiny homes be appropriately integrated into the community? This ties back into the second question of whether the tiny houses are going to be separated from the community at large. Here, the U.S. Interagency Council on Homelessness recommends the development should be integrated in and support full access of individuals to the greater community. A recent project in Philadelphia located its tiny houses on the fringes of the city with limited support services. However, it does include a rent-to-own capital creation model that could have long-term benefits. Because the project is still in its planning stages, the outcome is, is to be seen. But locating the tiny houses on the fringes of the city could come with some unexpected uh, negative impacts. One takeaway I hope you get from this podcast is the idea that implementation matters when building tiny houses to address homelessness. I hope that you can think about the questions discussed earlier when you read or hear about a proposed tiny house project, and you can voice your support or dissent for it in order to have an impact in improving the lives of those experiencing homeless in your communities. Tiny houses can have a huge impact on homelessness, but that implementation of each project really matters. And that's the end of today's Handful. Handful is a production of Novel Hand, where activism meets impact. Thanks for listening and check back next Wednesday for our next episode.